What's going on? Nothing, buddy. Episode four. Woo, look at us. Wow. Can you believe it? We are Seems seasoned like veterans. We were doing episode three. You what? Seems like just yesterday we were doing episode three. <laughs> no, it was actually it was actually not yesterday, Carter. It was two weeks ago. Oh uh, yeah, I figured you'd bring that. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. I understand. Life happens, Carden. Life happens. Yeah, it comes at you fast. You know it what does. I mean? It does. So, uh, so, uh, how's everything going in your neck great. of the woods? Yeah, it's going great. I start my, uh, my new job on Monday. Yeah, yeah. You got a new job. Yeah, I got a new job. So I'm starting that. I'm growing a beard because I'm no longer. The what? Man. Yeah. You're growing a beard. Can you grow no, a beard? I, I mean, no. I've never seen you with a beard, so I, I wouldn't know. Can you grow a decent beard? Well, the term beard is used loosely. <laughs> it's it's hair on your face, right? Yeah, it's there for sure. Okay. Okay. As, uh, yeah, I mean, it's not coming in thick. I'm not proud of it. Let's put it that way. Okay. I'm I'm just exercising my right to be able to do it. I'm not necessarily yeah. going out and flaunting it, if you know what I mean. I do. I do. Yeah. Uh, one bit of advice, because I, I got bit by this myself, is before you... Um, I guess, you know, really go sporting that beard out in public and, you know, yeah. traveling with it. You might want to actually have somebody take a picture of you and show you the picture so you get an idea of how it looks. Okay. Because, yeah, I, I did the beard thing one time and I, I took my son down to uh, Phoenix um, and we went to a son's, uh, it was the Suns and the Warriors went to a basketball game. Yeah. And of course, we took a bunch of pictures at the game and like that. And we get back and I'm looking at those pictures. I look awful. It, it was yeah. terrible. I, I never should have. They should actually, they should have some sort of a license to grow a beard. Hey, that's a great And, one. you know, and based on how you can do it and how, how you pull it off, you know, you will either get the license or get denied. And I should I have been denied, frankly. Yeah. So the, basically this organization, the beard trimmers or whatever, <laughs> the beard authority, the BA, if you will, mm-hmm. you uh, give you 10 days and they say, okay, come on in. Yeah. You, how long you've been growing your beard? Great. Okay. They take some notes. And how do you feel about your beard? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of it, um, they, after everyone says, no, I think it looks good and it's coming in pretty nice. They go, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shave it. Yeah, you're going to have to shave it. It does not pass. Yeah, you're going to have to shave it. And you don't question it because the Beard Authority obviously has the final say. But, you know, I yeah. think for, for me, I could take it because I'm like, yeah, my eyes work. I can see it's just, it's not yeah, the best. Right. Exactly. There's going to be a lot of people that don't see, you know, a lot of people are not based in reality. No, they're not. And you I know? think it will come at a complete shock. Yeah, for me, I'm the same way. I'm already I'm already on the fence. It's it's probably time for it to go. And if the, the Beard Authority said, hey. Time to get that thing off your face. Like, okay, you're right. I you're don't like, I, I, yeah. I and that's it. why we have a beard authority because they 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 know their shit and they do it right. And yeah, you know, and you have to have faith in that. Yeah, and um, the guys in there, their beards are long and luxurious, and you know those guys. Yeah, know, steroids, oh. Carton. It's steroids. Oh, that it okay, that's not natural. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's steroids beard enhancing drugs, huh? Yeah, P- PEDs for that. your PEDs <laughs> for your beard. I mean, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Wow, to think. Well, I mean, for okay, okay. Case in point, Dan yeah. Brazilian. You ever, you ever seen that guy? Don't know who you're talking about. Nope. Well, he, he's this he's this trust funder, and he goes around and he he spends a lot of money, and he has a lot of hot girlfriends. I'll give him that. But okay. Anyway, the interesting thing about Dan is he's got this beard going, and okay. he actually shaves his beard in the shape of a strong jawline. You're kidding me. No, not at all. So it's like you feel like if he shaved his beard, he's going to have this Toby the Turtle jaw. 
right? Yeah. This little yeah. round, almost like a little double chin thing. But because he's got this beard going and he, he carves it, it's like, it looks like it's out. It's not even out of hair. It's out of something a lot more, you know, malleable, like, oh, you know, your metal. I you just know? looked him up. Here's this and this guy's tidbit. Daniel Brandon Bilzerian is an American actor, businessman, amateur poker player, and social media influencer. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's the guy. Wow. And beard enhancer. Now, if yeah. he's a beard enhancer, well, how does the, the beard authority feel about that? Is that a well, go? Well, I mean, look at his beard. Well, okay, it's a go. There's some, there's some sure. definite potential there. It's Obviously, there's some genetics there, but... I'm going back to the fact he has to shave it in the shape of a strong jawline. I'm like, hmm. Because, you know, you read that guy's bio. That's yeah. a guy, you know, that's a guy that needs a strong jawline. Am I right? Right. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Abso- absolutely. And Dude, I feel his position is based upon his, uh, you know, faking a strong jawline. With mm-hmm. the I just uh, try to find a picture of him without the beard. Okay. I don't, I don't, I don't know if it exists and beardless. He's got the resources to probably, um, get every photograph of himself pre beard off the internet. So he, he probably even hacked into his mom and dad's photo albums, you know, to make sure nothing gets on the street. Mom, dad, you mind if I take a look? I don't even think he asked. I'm sure he probably sent in some thugs. I I found him. And yeah, you're right. His, uh, I look at that. I look at, de-bearded Brazilian and think, no, that guy can't do the same thing. No way. Yeah. Yeah. So no, is it case in point? Yeah. There you go. Good. No. Yeah. So I guess what you're saying is keep my beard. That's what I hear you saying. <laughs> well, I haven't seen it. So, you know, okay, that's, uh, fair. that's good. I, I just, I'm going to have to say, I can't really say one way or another, but, um, but you know, hey, that that that's up to you, Cardin. And I think there's a lot. I think you know, don't you kind of think every man has gone through the 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 facial hair phase? Yes. And some women, you know, yes. frankly, I'm sure there's some women out there that you know. I'd be curious if I grew this thing out. But yep. and, and I think, uh, and I'm going to say based on my own experience, um, it's pretty self evident if you're pulling it off or not. Yeah, I you know. Right. Yeah, I think you're right. So so I and I wear a goatee. Okay. I wear a goatee. I was trying to remember if you did. Now, have you ever had any other facial hair than a goatee besides the beard incident, but like you ever did a mustache or just the- I did a, yeah, almost kind of as a lark. I did a mustache. Um, yep. My wife is so used to, my kids have only seen me a couple times without a goatee. You're and I don't know what the problem is, but the, it is unanimous. Uh, keep the facial hair. That is keep, crazy. Keep the facial hair. They like the goatee. Wow. I've heard stories of dads that have, their kids- literally adult children, right? have never seen their dad without a mustache, for example. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I don't know if it's so much a compliment to my goatee or an insult to my face. Okay. Because when, when are like, when I shave it and everybody's like, no, 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 grow it back, grow back. It's like, oh, they really miss my goatee, but wait, maybe it's not that. Maybe it's not that at all. You for the first time. Yeah. Mm Throw that yeah. back. It really draws the attention away from that. Uh, yeah, my wife's like, you know what? Um, I don't think I would have married that guy. Okay, I, I think you better grow it back quick. That's where I come to my senses. My, my dad had a, and I don't even remember this, but in all the pictures of us as kids, he had a a mustache. 
which actually, you know, loud, I kind of go, anymore, anymore. Isn't that just a sad sign of our times? You even mentioned a man having just a mustache and, and all of a sudden the creepies come out, you know, you're like, Oh geez. I, yeah, I, uh, I know, I know. But you know, I think they're making a comeback. The, the mustache by themselves and kind of exactly like you said, like a lark, but almost in that counterculture type of way. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think, I think it's, I think it's happening. In fact, I might've just talked myself into a mustache. (laughs) Well, I, okay. So in the, in the only, I had a couple of days where I was in between goatee and bare face and there was a mustache and I, I thought the little dude had some character. I really did. I thought there was potential there, but again, you know, I got to tell you, my wife is a, she's a very, she's a very strong-willed woman and she knows what she wants and what she doesn't want. And she did not want that mustache. I can understand that. Jenna would be the exact same way. And and I feel like, you know what? A lot of men are going to be about, Hey, screw that, man. That's your mustache. You don't, you don't do that for somebody else. You don't, you don't, don't shave that for your wife. That's your mustache, man. Can you put stay in your ground? Get some balls. No, I don't think so. Especially um, <laughs> because it's a mustache. I mean, just like you said, the the heebie-jeebies. Mm-hmm. There, it's real. No, you can't. You can't go walking around in public sporting a mustache and expect anybody to treat you as if um, you're serious. Yeah. You and and my my youngest son grows the mustache just to just to make fun of himself. So what does that say? <laughs> yeah, what what does that say when you grow a mustache to to just completely? <laughs> Cause you met me showing up in my the first day on the job. <laughs> it's that little prickly little mustache I got underneath. You know what? I could never well, <laughs> think about me trying to run a meeting after that. All right, everybody. And, and you have, you know, with, with your military haircut yeah. and uh, you throw a mustache on there and all of a sudden it's law enforcement. Okay? Yeah. It's you're, like, you're a cop. Yeah. I'm a you, cop. you throw some aviators on and, and I'm done for uh, it. it's yeah you're done. Great. Yeah. yeah, you're you're done. Um, well, well, Cardin, that was uh, yeah, that was very interesting. But we, you know, we have been looking forward to this podcast. We've only been doing this. This is our fourth episode. But when we when we talked about possible potential episodes, you yeah. know, before we ever launched uh, Pondering Monkeys, yeah, one of the ones that came up between both of us was okay. We got to talk about UFOs. Yeah, we got to. And it, I think to. the context surrounded the. Uh, um, cow mutilations you know what i'm talking about From oh yeah 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 okay yeah and you, you brought that up so yeah shed a little bit because this is fascinating okay. very first time that i even heard about this was actually from you after we had been playing music at one point and you know how we get hop skip around and you had brought up this cow mutilation thing and, and shoto and i'm still in kind of disbelief over. The yeah world. you didn't believe me you didn't believe me no, okay so so let me do a little history rewind here um, Shota, Montana, a small town uh, on the east front of the Rocky Mountains. We are about uh, 80 miles south of the Canadian border. Um, it is very much agricultural, and uh, and you know the area is is farming and ranching, a lot of a lot of cattle. Um, and in the uh, now, my dates are going to be a little off, but it was in the 70s. Um, there was a big spike in both UFO sightings and cattle mutilations. Okay. So, so I'll kind of, the UFO is interesting by itself, but the, the, the cattle mutilations, see, my dad was a a large animal veterinarian around here back then. So, um, and although he did not directly 
work with any of the mutilations his partner did. And so uh, another kind of key figure in this whole thing was there was a, a sheriff at the time. Um, his name was Pete. Um, Pete is still around. He's, he was, uh, went on to be a judge and worked for, you know, 30, 40 years, whatever, retired. Anyway, Pete uh, was very much involved in both the UFO phenomenon that was happening around here and the cattle mutilations. So, so, and, and most of what I'm telling here came directly from Pete because he's been, he's been interviewed for documentaries, for books, because um, he was very involved with it. What's crazy. that? That's just crazy to me. Well, well, it is. And he was kind of a little bit of a celebrity back then when, when it really peaked, you know, the interest in the in emulations and stuff really peaked. So, so I went in just, I, I, I liked hearing about this stuff and it's, it, whenever you can hear it directly from the source, it's, it's even, you know, gives a lot more credibility to it because he is definitely not a um, glory hunter or, you know, he's not looking to be famous at all. He just, he tells us the same stories every time. And yeah. Um, the mutilations, there was quite a few that happened. Um, and a lot of times, uh, the, the, the cattle were not discovered until it had been a while. So there'd been some, you know, um, they, they started to decompose and it wasn't like a fresh crime scene. Yep. Um, and of course, when it first started happening, people didn't know what the hell was going on. And the ammo was kind of the same. Um, a lot of the sex organs were removed. Um, the blood was drained. Um, and, and there was some, oftentimes there was some weird skinning, like they would, they would skin part of the, the face and just some weird stuff, but it was pretty consistent. Um, How, what do you mean, what do you mean the blood was drained? I mean, like, there was no blood in the animal. None at all. None. No. And, and I can't, okay. I, I don't, you know, when I say something, I gotta make sure I'm, I'm saying factually, I don't know if it happened in every case, but I think in most cases, if not every case. There was no blood in the animals and it was pretty consistent. Also, there was no sign of any kind of struggle, anything around. So, um, you know, and I, I, uh, we ranch and so I'm around cattle and anybody that knows cows knows, Hey, they're a huge animal. You know, you're yeah, talking right, an animal, right. an average size cow is going to be 1200 to 1300 pounds. Okay. Right. So, uh, you know, even when you kill one, a person or even a couple guys, they're not going to manipulate that. They're not going to move that cow around. Okay. So, so right away they looked for evidence of people, you know, doing these mutilations, killing the cow, draining the blood, right. um, harvesting the organs, whatever. And it just didn't add up. But like I said, in a lot of cases, most of the animals um, weren't fresh. So the story that stuck out that Pete told me, um, there was a, there was an incidence where a rancher had found two, uh, dead cattle and they had died that night. Okay. So he found them in the morning. He had checked this water hole the day before. So he knew that they weren't there. So they this was, okay. yep. So he found them. I'll get some further geographical context. Cause we're talking, I, I mean, when you say the, the East side of the Rocky mountains and Shoto, you know, it, it could bring up different pictures right this is a small town of what 1400 people uh, about about 1800 but yeah close enough okay so yeah. some of these ranchers are so remote that just to be able to get out there let alone get to where the cattle are is pretty i mean it takes yeah. oh yeah absolutely right? yep yep there there's some of these guys that that will drive 25 30 miles on gravel roads to get to the highway and then to get to town. So, oh yeah, there was, there was kids that would travel close to 50 miles, 45 miles to get to school. 
um, mo- in a lot of it, I shouldn't say most of it, but a lot of it on gravel. So yeah, you're talking pretty remote. Um, right. But anyway, so, so this particular case, um, Pete was called, he went out personally and they examined the, the carcasses of the, the two um, dead cows. And here, here's what he told me. He said, so first of all, where the cattle were killed was by a water hole. Okay. And, you know, in the summer, um, you have a, say a pond or a reservoir. And as the summer goes on, it starts to get less and less water, which drains, you know, the, 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 the water level gets lower and lower, but it leaves mud. Okay. So he said there was 20 feet at least of mud before you even got to the water and the cows were down close to the water in the mud. Okay. And the relevance of the mud is because you would easily be able to see any tracks around the cows. You'd be able to see any activity around the the, the cattle. Okay. So when they found them, um, they, they did a, you know, an investigation and they took photos, they did everything. And so it was the same MO, the sex organs were gone. There was some other mutilations, uh, no blood, but the, the mind boggling thing is there was no tracks around either of the animals. One moment. Oh, geez. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm uh, sorry so, to hear that. Sometimes <laughs> taking a quiet moment can. Okay. Is, this, is that, that a was Siri? <laughs> oh, gosh. That was just Siri. Oh, I thought that was like that's a scared the hell out of me. <laughs> scared the hell out of me. <laughs> middle of like, oh, God, it's the government. <laughs> One moment. I've, Don't I've spoke too right soon. I've, I've given too much information. <laughs> oh, oh man. Yeah. Well, my freaking my elbow hit the keypad, so I'm, I apologize for that. Okay. So anyway, anyway, back to the back to the story. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they found these two bodies. There was no evidence of any traffic footprints, anything. And Pete said the only way it could have happened, the way it went down, was if they were dropped in there by air, a helicopter. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so now you got to think about who's going to get a helicopter to go out and kill cows and then drop them off at random spots. Yeah. And in, in addition to that, right. So uh, I'm sitting in my, uh, workout room today, right. Which is like the, the, the bottom, uh, floor of my house. I hear something strange, you know, reverberations, whatever. And, Literally, I look outside and there's there's a helicopter. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So the fact that nobody would have been, oh, yeah, well, there was a helicopter. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Like, I was, yeah. Last night at 2 a.m., there was a helicopter flying around the, you know, the watering hole. Oh, that's, yeah, exactly. That didn't happen without somebody knowing about it, especially a hovering helicopter that's out there. The sound waves. Well, and, and yeah, it's it, it's just, it makes no sense. I mean, there there's, there's so many reasons that would not be a plausible explanation, such as, cost and you know like you say no and and it is remote but it's not that remote i mean there's there's people around and the rancher and stuff um so so yeah so they they saw it and the the he said this was one of the first ones that was so fresh that they actually took tissue samples they they tried to do it right and i don't remember the exact year i think it was later 70s um so you know technology was you know it was still it was there, but, um, you know, not like it is today by any means, but so anyway, they took their samples and they, they really wanted to kind of find out what was going on with this. Um, and it was, it was dead ends. They, they could not, 
Um, they, they really found nothing conclusive, um, about how it was done. Um, you know, who, who, or what might've done it, I guess. W one really interesting thing that he said, um, is one of the tissue samples made its way, um, to a lab in Texas. And, and I, I'm going to, I know I'm going to mess this up, but somehow somebody that worked in some sort of an aeronautical, um, you know, a, a flight, I, I don't think it was NASA, but it was something high, you know, where they did a lot of stuff. Um, they were up here in Great Falls, heard about it, and they actually requested um, a tissue sample. And again, Pete would tell you exactly how this all went down. But right. um, the gist of it is they, for the time, had advanced, um, you know, labs and stuff, and they were able to look at the, the, the samples with these high-res microscopes and things. And the results came back that the the cut was so fine. So here's what I, I didn't know about knives. It doesn't yeah. matter how sharp a knife is. Yeah. It will leave microscopic um, shrapnel okay. or, you know, little pieces of metal. Oh, okay. So, okay. so yeah. you cut somebody, doesn't matter how, how sharp the knife is or whatever, it will leave little tiny traces of metal. Okay. okay. Right. So A, there was none with this. Okay. <laughs> Of and course. the cuts were so clean, they said that it would take something um, like a laser. And they said laser. But you got to remember in the 70s, there was no handheld lasers. Right. right. And if, they, if there was, um, it certainly wouldn't have cut through just the tissue. It would have burned, you know, it would have burned a hole. It would have been obvious. Right. You know? So, yeah. so they're, they're you know, their results was, we're not sure how this was cut, but it wasn't a knife and it appears to be some sort of a laser or heat. Okay. So that's it. That's the story. I mean, it, and, and Pete has, he showed me, you know, he was interviewed not too long ago, um, for another book, a lady got a hold of him. And, uh, and again, it was a combination between the UFOs and the, and the cattle mutilations. And, he, he dug out and he, and the day I happened to stop by, he had, um, had a whole, he had a box full of just papers and interview. I mean, all this stuff that you can imagine. Right, of yeah, of course. And he was showing me the, these files and it's, it's legit. I mean, there, there's a lot of stuff in there. And again, um, nobody's trying to get rich off it. They just, they, you know, it, it kind of went into that unsolved. Um, well, yeah, it's fascinating. It's absolutely fascinating. Now, was this creating a stir in the community? Were people aware that this stuff was happening? Was it kind of were kind of people like edgy a little bit or? I don't know that people were edgy, but yeah, people definitely, you know, like my dad talking to him about it, he definitely remembers it going on, but you know, nobody saw anything and nobody, there, there wasn't really any action, you know? Right. Oh, we, yeah. we found a dead cow. Oh, and, okay. um, right. and you got to know people around here. They're, they're, <laughs> they're, you know, they're very good people and they're, they're pretty much just, well, Okay. It is yeah. what it is, and you just keep right on. You know? <laughs> like, well, another I guess. You know? There was no Roswell parades or anything, you know. I mean, people are like, "Well, we just lost another cow," you know. So, yeah. yeah. So now the UFO thing, that which is um, related only in time, is that the yeah, case? Yes, yes. Okay. There, there was a spike. So, okay. So one interesting thing about Shoto, and and this has always been tied into the the UFO thing was. Um, there, there was a lot of the Minuteman missile bases around here. 
right. As, right. as there is in in Montana, there's a ton of them. And Mount Storm Air Force Base in Great Falls is is kind of the hub for that whole thing. So um, Mountstrom has there. I, actually, I think a guy wrote a book about an episode that happened with UFO that shut down a bunch of the the missile silos. Um, I about that, shut the power down. Right. Yeah, it did, and it it I I can't. There was more to it. I I can't even. It, it seems like it even generated some codes or something. I mean, it was really it was really pretty weird. So anyway, so um, Mountstrom back in the seventies did a lot of flights around Shoto bombing runs B fifty twos. Um, and they were, and I think there was even some B ones, if I remember right. I, I wasn't here. We, uh, we left here in like '78 when I was a little kid, and I didn't move back till I was an adult. So, um, this is kind of this gap where I don't remember hearing about this as a kid. But anyway, so they would do the bombing runs, and there was a lot of stories about UFOs. And Pete, you know, that's a that's a whole other thing. He was involved with several incidents with sightings with UFOs. Um, and I'll, I'll talk about two of them in particular because they're, there's, there's, you know, so unbelievable that you just, you know, you're just going, wow. And, and, and again, at the end of the day, you know, there's, there's just nothing really to, to, you know, solve any of this, but one of them was a joint operation between the, there was, there was, I think, uh, two counties involved with their sheriffs and deputies. Um, and then the air force proper was involved and this all started off a sighting that happened by Shoto and it was a it was a light because it was at it was uh, spotted at night yeah and it was acting erratically and it was doing things that airplanes and helicopters can't do like it would zip around you know um, it instantaneously and it would move and then it would go really slow and so to kind of cut this short, the, the whole episode lasted for hours and it was, it was, um, watched by multiple, uh, law enforcement guys on the ground that would have visuals of it and they would radio and they would track it on, you know, they'd be on these dirt roads and stuff. Right. And then the air force supposedly was tracking it on radar the whole time. And at some point in the evening, the air force had made contact with Pete, who at the time was the sheriff and they were coordinating information. Uh, about what they were seeing, where it was at. Yeah. And Pete had actually met up with some Air Force personnel that were dispatched because, of course, they're thinking, again, the Air Force is worried about their missile bases. Um, and so Pete had met up with some of these Air Force guys, and they had told him that this was not anything from, you know, this wasn't Air Force. This was not government, U.S. government, anything. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the 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 kind of... Um, nuts and bolts of it is they track this thing. And at some point, you know, at the end, he said it lowered down and then it went up straight up and gone. And they and were watching it. the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. There was, there was a lot of people and even the, the radar people and everything. And then it was just gone. Yes. So, so they um, decided to meet, there was a, there was a, uh, it must've been one of the um, silo. A lot of them have, um, places for personnel to stay. Um, yeah. cause he met at some sort of, and I don't know if it was a radar station, but anyway, they, they met together and they were talking about it. And Pete went into a room and they had a bunch of, um, uh, radar readings on a big table. And he said there was some other people there. And he said that about 20 minutes after they got there, um, a car pulled up and there was some guys that were non, they, they weren't, they were civilian, 
clothed. Yeah. They weren't, they weren't air force personnel, you know, by uniform that they came in and they met with the commanding officer that was in there. They had Pete and the deputy go outside and they came in and they, they took all the radar, every, everything that was on the table, Pete said they rolled up and took with them, got in their car and they left. And then yeah. the guy came out and said, well, I guess that's, that's a wrap and we're oh. done. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Add to the story. That's insane. <laughs> so I, you know, again, no, no smoking gun, but, but very, very credible. I mean, that's the whole thing where you're going, okay, these guys have nothing to gain from this. And it wasn't so unrealistic that, you know, you're going, ah, oh, it's baloney. Now I got to um, ask you when you, okay. When you're talking to Pete, how does he come off? Is he kind of oh, going like, is he kind of like the, I know this is insane, but I mean, how, mm-hmm. Not really, but he, he's, his whole presentation is believe it. If you want, if you don't, I don't care. You know, I'm, I'm, you want to hear what happened? I'll tell you what happened. And if you don't believe it, that's, that's does your problem. Have, does he have any theories? Is, does he have, you know? Oh, he, he a hundred percent believes in UFOs now. Oh, does he really? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. He, no, he, and, and he is not a guy. I mean, again, you have to understand this is Montana. This is right. a guy born and raised from here. Um, right. Right. He's been in the, you know, he was a, he was a deputy all the way up to sheriff and then he was a judge. I mean, he's a, he's a very, you know, he's a, he's a very straight black and white type person. Um, right. and no, he flat out, he'll tell you there's, yeah, he, he doesn't know who's driving them or, or piloting them or anything. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't want to, ex, you know, extrapolate past that, but he definitely says this is not, you know, so there's one other one I'll just mention, and then we can talk about some other stuff that we had seen on YouTube. But, um, so another story that he had was there was a guy that there is a, there's a fishing game, there's a lake, um, about four or five, six miles out of Shotel, and it's a, it's a bird refuge. And so the fishing, fishing game, the fish wildlife services has a office there. And, um, there was a guy, it was about four o'clock in the afternoon and he was leaving work and it was in, I think it was in the summer. So it was, it was plenty bright out and a B-52 had flown a bombing run and was heading back to Mount Samir Force Base in Great Falls. And this guy had pulled his truck up. He was on, um, he was on a, a turnoff off the highway and he was waiting to get on the highway and he was waiting for a car to go by and he happened to look over and there was a B-52 flying back to Malmstrom. Yeah. And like I said, at, at this, at this, you know, during these years, that was not uncommon to see the B-52s doing their, their bombing runs, you know, their target runs. Yeah. Um, however, this time there was a flying saucer above and be- behind the B-52. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. It was okay. tailing it, but right on its tail. Yeah. Right. Just flying above it and behind it. And so the guy, so this is where Pete's story goes is, and Pete knew this guy, he was a local guy and he had a family here. And uh, he said, when he showed up to the sheriff's office, he was shaken so bad, he couldn't even talk. Oh, and yeah. Pete's like, they, they thought he saw like a crime, like a murder or something that he was, he was, he was babbling and he's just like, and so they, they took him in, they sat him down and Pete said, we got him some water and we just said, don't talk, just sit here and, and, you know, collect your, collect yourself. And the guy calmed down and he told him what he'd seen. And he said it was, you know, it was close. It was clear as a bell. 
and you know, he hadn't been drinking. This is a guy that worked for the, the, the federal fish, wildlife and or fishing game department. Yeah. Um, and he, that's what he saw. That's exactly what he saw. And, you know, again, no explanation. They just, he saw it and watched it until it went out of sight and hauled ass into the town and went to the sheriff's department. Yikes. That's insane. Well, to go that, yeah, that's crazy to go back. Cause I, I, I looked up that Maelstrom incident that you were talking about. Yeah. So this happened in 67 at, at oh, okay. space. And essentially what happens is exactly like you said, that they, all of a sudden command starts getting all of these calls from all the, the guard towers and it's people essentially on the guard towers saying like, Hey sir, there's a UFO sitting outside this tower. <laughs> we're staring at it. Yeah. They get, Multiple reports of that happening, uh, glowing red lights, and command thinks it's all a joke and all this stuff happens. But then exactly like you said, power starts shutting down to all these um, flight operations into missile silos, just kind of one by one. Right. And calls right. are still coming in of people on the guard towers. You know, these are soldiers at this time, airmen, that are calling it in saying, we're, we're staring at a UFO. What do you want us to do? Essentially, what should we try to do with this thing? Kind yeah. of slowly more and more hysterical. And that was 67 at Maelstrom. Yeah. Well, they, they you know, again, they, the people that have looked into this, because I'm not a huge UFO guy. I mean, I, I'm interested in it. It, it kind of blows my mind. Um, and I, and I like stuff like that, you know, that you go, Hmm, that's really interesting, but I can't say I'm a UFO ologist. Right. And I don't, I don't really closely follow a lot of this. Um, but I've heard enough stories where I don't, I don't just write it all off as bunk. Um, well, that's what I mean. So after you sit down with Pete and you hear all that, then what's, what's your initial thoughts? How are you feeling? About that? Well, I, I guess I consider myself a pretty open-minded person. And so when I hear something that seems to be too, you know, too, you know, I don't know, too crazy to be real, right, you right. just, you kind of just look at who's telling you the story and the circumstances, and then you just have to make a judgment where, where you think, you know, it's, it's real or it's not, you know, did it really happen the way they said it did or didn't it? And with these people and Pete in general, there's really no reason to doubt him because he, he has nothing to really gain from this. You know, he's never personally written a book. He's been in a couple of different books and stuff. And like I said, I think he's been in a documentary or two and, and, but he's never tried to personally gain off of it. And, and he'll tell you, um, I mean, people, he'll talk about it. He's, he's very, um, generous. I mean, he, it, it fascinates him still, you know, um, well, that's what I mean. It's so interesting, like something like you brought up the YouTube thing or TV shows and, you know, you watch that and you're kind of, you have this certain amount of disassociation with it. Right. Yeah. But then to sit down in somebody's living room, that, <laughs> you know, that, you know, yeah, you know, I was, a, you know, a sheriff around here and this is what happened. These, these yeah. with my own eyes is stuff that I saw. It adds a whole different dimension to it. It, it does. It, it does. And the, the, the combination of the mutilations and the UFOs, it's just, you know, it's, it's weird. And, and I think at the bottom or at the end of the day, that's just, that's kind of what it goes down to some, some weird things that happen and nobody really ever explained them. So, um, so, okay. So that was, you know, that was 30, 40 years ago. Right. So yeah, now, you know, you and I just talked about the the photograph that was released um, by the Department of Defense, and this is fairly recently. It was, I think, the photograph was taken in 2018, and it's of yeah. an encounter that that was over the Atlantic on the East Coast. And it, I think an F-18, right? Yeah, I was believe so. Yeah, and you know, again, it, it's 
it's incredible. It, it, the picture was taken. It looks like it was taken by the flight engineer, who's the guy in the back. You know, there's a uh, there's two people in the plane, and the guy sitting in the back. And you can kind of the original photograph you could see looked like it was taken um, over the shoulder of the of the pilot. Yeah. You know, the, so it, the flight engineer sits in the back. Anyway, and they, and they enlarged a, it, and it was kind of. I, they called it a cube, but it I, I, to me it didn't necessarily look like a cube. But it certainly was not aerodynamic. It doesn't look like, you know, anything that we would design as a as a you know, airplane or a spaceship, I guess. Right, and I think uh, you know, of course, um, the first theories that have came out, and I've seen pictures that have um, taken it into even higher resolution and zoom in as much as possible that it's a weather balloon of some sort, mm-hmm. some sort of balloon that's up there. Um, but as you know, Roswell was a weather balloon too. So I mean, yeah. I think that's the pretty well. The pilot, the, the, the pilot. This is where the pilot's um, description yeah. comes in, and he said that it was completely. It was still, and at that high, there was significant weather, and it was it was completely not influenced by the weather. A weather right. balloon is going to get blown around. It's going to move. This this did not move. It was sitting there unaffected by atmospheric conditions. And he stated that very plainly. It was not affected by the atmospheric conditions. Pilot's shoes as well, right? I mean, he's seen it. You know, none yeah. of us can really. So, uh, what I mean by that is that, you know, he's, he flies around consistently. That's basically his yep. job. So yep. For him to be in a position where he goes, I have to take a picture of this in order to, right. to save this. Well, and, and when you look at it, you know, and, and, and I've seen weather balloons and they look like weather balloons. I mean, they're, they're because of how they work and stuff. It's a pretty obvious shape in how the whole physics of it works. You know, it's, it's round on the top and they, and so even if there's some funky weather balloon, it would still have to, uh, you know, abide by physics and the laws of, you know, physical, um, you know, gravity and everything. And so, you know, again, I, I just saw the picture um, as everybody else did. So, but but you have to you have to throw that in with all the other stuff. You know, the Department of Defense has has opened their files on on the sightings clear back to two thousand four, which was the the famous one off the West Coast where the pilot the Tic Tac. You know, yeah, there was the three videos released. There was the Tic Tac and Go Fast, um, and then there was one more that was the the one where it. It it was like a saucer that turned up on its side and was flying like that, which is which is crazy. And that's the one where they're like the winds at 120 knots. Yeah, and it's not yeah. affected by yeah, exactly. Yeah, and also with the fact that what was it 2012 that the the Navy came out and said, "Oh yes, okay, fine, you caught us. Essentially, we have this UFO program, and but it's been defunded. We don't have any money anymore, so it's been done." Okay, yeah, that, that wasn't the Navy. That was the Department of Defense, I believe. Um, I think it was head of naval intelligence, though, wasn't it? Well, oh, I don't remember. It, the Navy was definitely that. involved because it was right. it was their ships that were getting a lot of the the radar information on these um, UFOs, you know, and and the right. pilots that the in the in the Fravor the 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 one pilot that's come out and um, talked a lot about it was his last name is Fravor, and he's. You know, there's tons of information um, about it on the internet, but um, he's talked about it a lot. He's made, he's on, been on Joe Rogan and he's, he's made the circuit. Um, and he, and again, and I think everything I've read about him is he is such a credible witness. Uh, he was an officer, a Navy pilot, um, you know, just a no, 
no goof around type guy. And, and he had a sterling record. Um, again, no reason to, to go out as a loony making up stories about UFOs. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, so yeah. So my, th- mind well, it, well it, yeah. And, and so my, my thing is now, you know, and, and yeah, we don't have a UFO sitting there where we can go look at, but, but we have, we have now, we have more photographs and now we have video showing up and, and then there's always been, you know, there's thousands and well, thousands and thousands and thousands of, of people right. that have made, um, reported, you know, sightings you know i mean it goes back i i think thousands of years actually i think they talk about it um so so do you think and and this is something you and i were talking about do you think people are just kind of like i mean literally tomorrow if a ufo crashed okay and we and we found it and where there the camera cnn's there and all the news stations are there and whoever you know what do you think people would do oh man I honestly, and this is actually, I, I think that my, my thought of this bolsters why if it was out there, it would be something that's hidden because I think people would lose their minds. Honestly, See, I do. I you know what? Impressed. I don't, I, really I do. don't think so. I, I think people, I think, you know what, honestly, Cardin, I feel like people, it would blow people's minds for a while. And then it's like, huh, well, we, we kind of thought there was, and then it's right. going to be. Are you going to pay? Well, hey, man, are you going to go see the UFO? It's it's making the rounds. Uh, it's fifteen dollars well, to get in, and I'm not implicated. Does somebody like open up a door and come out? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> is it enough of it's otherworldly that people are like, this is clearly alien. This is clearly not from any source on Earth. This is clearly an object that was sent to here from somewhere else. Because I think the the implications are massive, right? Because I think you have a. a large large percentage of the population that has to kind of reconsider their whole belief system all of a sudden yeah i guess i i I don't know i i mean for me i i just feel like people are so now it's like after after the world we've had you know for the last year whatever um it's like i think people are like you know what Uh, i don't even care okay aliens who cares so what yeah you know and it's like it, it, I think back in the fifties, remember War of the Worlds, man. Um, that was in what the that might have been earlier in the forties, fifties. Uh, remember when it yeah. freaked everybody out? I, I think I think we're a whole different we're a whole different bunch of monkeys now. You know, <laughs> I, I don't see people really freaking out. They'd be like, yeah, eh, yeah. I, you know, again, I, I figured there was. You know, we've seen no, pictures and. I think people would freak out. I think people would freak out. I think that uh, people would um, just like, I, I hate to say it like this, maybe more so as an excuse not to go into work for a while. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, you expect me to come in and care about this when there's a UFO? I don't think so. You know, I got to go figure this thing out or blah, blah, or whatever. No, I, I think it would be chaos. I really do think it would be chaos. See, I yeah, I just, I don't know, man. I'm not feeling it. And And here's my thing too is do you think like because I, I think one of the things one of the things you read about or that comes up a lot when you talk about aliens is religion, right? Yes. Right. How if they prove once and for all that there are aliens and UFOs, how does that tie right. in with what we've been, you know, that that people and, and mostly Western religions, I'm not familiar with how other religions handle UFOs. But right. how does that tie in with religion? 
you know, because a lot of people said, well, it just, it, it throws everything under the rug. There's just, religion has no meaning anymore. We're not the, the only people in the solar system and yada, yada, yada. No, you know, I've, and this is what I've always thought, honestly, you know, you know, I'm a religious person. So right. this is how I, this is how I've always thought about it. You're, you're a, you're a creator, Blair, I would say with your inventions and stuff like that. Okay. Have um, did you stop ever at one creation ever? No, no. And I don't think that, um, that the creator, uh, would either. If that makes sense. Sure. Sure. So I, I, you know, and maybe it's not something that we can necessarily glean from any of the historical biblical texts or anything like that. But at the same time, I, I just don't see a creator that has the ability to create the beauty that we have on this earth to be like, okay, well, okay, that's good. Well, especially when you have the entire universe, you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. The, the expanse is truly unfathomable. So, I mean, you know what I mean? I, I just, I just couldn't see just a, a one-off. I couldn't see it. Well, I agree. And, and you know, my, my whole thing and, and yeah, we, we probably vary a little in this. Um, I'm more of a, um, how do you think of it? I, I think, you know, the, the way that the, the religion kind of has this playing out is that, you know, the, the earth and humans are kind of the center of the universe. And I, I've just never, I've never bought that theory mainly because we are such an insignificant speck of, I don't even know if we would be considered dust in the universe um, truly. And there is so much, I I, I mean, there, yeah, it it is mind boggling to even when you, when you really start to, to read about or to, to learn about the scale, you know, you talk about scale of, our universe or even the scale of our sun and how our sun is a tiny star compared to many of them. And that there's so much out there that doesn't revolve. That doesn't even have anything to do with our tiny, you know, um, they they call earth the, the pale blue dot. Right. Mm. Um, and you know, and that's what we are. We're this little grain of dust out there. And, and I just feel like that is, that is humans, you know, to sit there and go, well, look at us. We're so proud of us. We are, we are masters of the universe. And yeah. you, you back away a little bit and you realize that what, where's the earth? I mean, it doesn't even exist anymore. Well, all you have to do is take a look at the, the, the scale of our solar system alone. And then you start going, okay, look, you know, how many earths can fit into even like, you know, Jupiter and Neptune. You, and you, we're not even out our universe. We're not even outside of our oh galaxy. Absolutely. You know what? I, I think I read one time you could put a million Earths inside the sun and still have room for more. Oh yeah, I think I think a million is way short. Yeah, I think it's way. It's and, yeah, and, it's and again, our sun is not even a huge star. So I I don't know. For me, it's just it, it's a little too neat and tidy to say. Yep, the Earth is the yeah. center of the whole thing, and people are. I, I think we're an incredible evolution. Um, and, and look at, we have achieved and you and I have talked about, um, you know, even like the simulation theory that, you know, you know, it's just, it, it, you know, you, you, you know, like we said before the, this rabbit hole of what if, you know, what, what if UFOs, what if, you know, the, the simulation theory that this whole thing is just this simulation by this massive computer. And we're just all part of this simulation. 
Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. And, and here's the thing, Cardin. I always use this for my own kind of litmus test. If guys like Stephen Hawking think something and who am I to question that? You know, I mean, if you get people that are basing their decisions on information that I can't even begin to fathom what it means. Right. You know, yeah, exactly. And they're saying, yep, these calculations work out. There's life out there. I'm not going to argue that. What am I going to say? Well, it says, yeah, it says in the Bible that there isn't, you know, so I, I, I can't do that. And, and the simulation thing, you know, it, as crazy as that may sound, there are some very, very brilliant people that say, yeah, it actually could happen. It could be a possibility, you know? Right. right. How do you argue with that? I mean, I can argue it from, you know, uh, it doesn't make sense to me and I, it's, it's hard to believe, but I, I got nothing, you know, I got nothing to offer. No, I agree with you, but I think that goes back. Okay. So everything that you've just described, I think is a, is a better point for my argument that people would lose their minds if a UFO lands because of the purely because of the fact that there is a, a superior being. There's something else that has the, has already technologically advanced beyond us. And they might be at the precipice of, of these answers to some of these questions that we've had forever. And I think that's what the mass hysteria would be. One, tell us everything that you know, we want to know everything. Right. And the other one being everything that we thought we knew up to this point might not be right at all. Mm -hmm. And that's where I think that people would lose their minds. I mean, honestly, I re I really do believe that people lose their minds just at the base level of people being like, well, what's the point that, you know, a UFO has landed. No, I'm not going to go bag groceries anymore. You know, <laughs> a UFO has landed. You know what I'm saying? Like stuff like that. It, it, it would literally, I think it would change people's mindset that dramatically. Yeah. But recording the thing is though, so a UFO lands, you still got to pay your mortgage right. unless, <laughs> unless the aliens are going to, I mean, you know, a UFO so, lands, I, I get it. I get it. But you still right, gotta, yeah. you still gotta pay your, your, your car payment. You gotta, I don't, I don't know. I think it, uh, UFO lands, right? And based upon what happens, I think it could fundamentally change all of that. I really do. What if, what if the, what if the guy that comes out and said, you know, hey, uh, your planet is tiny, and where we live, you don't have to do any of this stuff. You just kind of are because everything's on tree. Do you think people are going to be like, well, yeah, I'd love to come, but I got this mortgage paid. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, you know, here's my thing, and and this isn't this is not an original concept of mine. It's it's I've read it several places. That listen, if if these aliens or civilizations, um, if they know how to get around in space, let's just agree they're probably more advanced than we are. I don't sure, really, yeah. you know, I don't really see them needing to get a lot of information from us because I feel like we're a million years behind. You know, right. and, yeah. and it'd be like, it'd be like going back into the 1700s and getting help with your iPhone, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah and, and so I feel like, I feel like <laughs> that's not the point, I, I, you know, and, and the interesting connection with UFOs and our nuclear weapons. Now that I guess kind of makes sense. That does make sense. You know, that would be, uh, yeah, I, I agree. Is an alien going to come here and be like, okay, show us your society. And like, oh, we have the internet <laughs> oh really what do you guys use it for like cat videos and stuff hey well, yeah we can we can uh we can telephone people clear across the world on the yeah, internet. yeah. and we okay. don't have to pay long distance fees 
Okay. Well, I mean, I just traveled through, you know, a million galaxies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's cool. I guess. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Well, no, I, I, get, I get that. I, I totally understand that. But it could be, you know, it could be something way beyond that. And everybody goes back, okay, look at historically, any time that a, an advanced culture has seen a culture that was not advanced, basically. They the wipe them out. Right away. Yeah. yeah and so, they take them out. But right. But usually, but, but, but usually that is because that culture possesses something that they want. Right. 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 The, the Native like Americans that. possessed land and, you know, the Europeans wanted it. Um, I, you know, so it, it, that's usually the, the case where you get, you know, a war is something wants and a lot of times it's land and, and possession of area. What if uh, alien spaceships are running off of um, bull penises? <laughs> I don't. Okay. Listen, in those no, relations, they weren't bulls. I don't think they were mostly, no. they're mostly cows. And so they were taking the female sex organs. Yeah. So. Which is what, fuels their spaceships i don't know so uh, they're gonna come back and watch out cows. well you no. know the the guy um there there was a guy that you know he he's he's been on a lot of talk shows and he was on um i shouldn't say a lot of talk shows he was on joe rogan um i knew i was gonna forget his name but he's he's the guy that supposedly worked at los alamos and was an area 51 guy and and he he's the one that kind of spilt the beans on that whole deal um but he he said a lot of stuff back in the 80s and 90s that's coming to fruition I, he was the one that said that the the ufos don't flat fly flat like a saucer they fly on their side and now we have photographs of them doing exactly that um and, oh. and that's just one of of many things that he talked about but anyway he he in particular talked about their their um their propulsion systems and it's it's kind of an anti-gravity unit which according to i i think einstein um once you take gravity out of the equation infinite speed is possible you know you can you can pretty much do what you want and go as fast as you want to guess and and i'm sure as, on the rare chance that a physicist hears this they're going to roast me on that but i'm just saying you take gravity out of the equation you can go really fast and for sure but but think of this Cardin. so this is something i thought about i i think it's plausible that the ufos we see are not manned they're drones right you know which would explain a lot because the the witness uh like fraber then he saw it he said it, it moves in such a fashion no pilot could survive i mean the g-forces would be way too right, exactly. you know that's what they said it's the uh, the stopping and accelerating that kills yeah the yeah just he described it like a ping pong ball just just vibrating um so so if you then you say well okay so maybe these are just kind of like reconnaissance and and that's more plausible too because then you know how long have they have have they been making the trip to get here the big question for me would be why they want to come here again why here well yeah i mean of course it could just be straight up exploration i mean why would we want to go anywhere as as uh, a human race oh. you know what i mean and, and you think about advancing technology we're already at the point where we we're using drones for everything yeah. at any yeah. given time if there's something that we can do without a human we're going to do it absolutely we're I mean, yeah. that's pretty much where we're at so it it, it follows that yeah but i mean just pure uh, curiosity why are we sending stuff to Mars? Why is, you know, well, pretty much because we're killing our planet. We need to get the hell out of here. If we're going to save the species. <laughs> I think, well, yeah, sure. <laughs> but you could say curiosity as well. I mean, we're, uh, you know, 
<laughs> I think that's that's a big part of it too. I, I don't think it has to be they're coming here for to figure out how we're you know producing grain at the levels that we're producing. I think it would <laughs> be like, hey, we we have the ability to go around the entire universe. We we're we're on uh, exploration, just like Magellan. Oh yeah, yeah, no, I agree. So so here's the question: Do you trust the United States government? Do you trust them? <laughs> No, definitely not. I don't even I don't even trust and see I'm I'm a bad person to talk to about this because I don't even trust the United States government and just the basic of things. Yeah. So like, no, so so when it okay, so the, the 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 pertinent question would be so when it comes to UFO information, you do not trust the government? No, I, I would say let let me put it this way. I do not trust the government to declassify the information so that we are getting the full story. Let's put it that way. I, I think that information is power for sure. And I think that um, the the government holds on to a lot of information that um, is deemed too powerful to be leaked to for everyone. I, I Yeah, I, I believe that for sure. So, so that means if there was UFOs that were happening and it was consistent knowledge within the um, government circles, I don't think it would be declassified for somebody like me to figure it out. And I think that purely based upon, because I think about mass hysteria, right? right? I mean, if the government is trying to kind of hold this whole thing together, leaking that information saying, yeah, look, we ha- this is the evidence that we have that kind of confirms UFOs are a real thing. We don't have any idea what's going on. We don't know. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't th- see the government ever declassifying that so that we know. For sure. They, if they know, they're not telling us. For sure. Okay. So so there was a, an article that came out in July of this year. And it was the um, astrophysicist that worked with the Pentagon. Um, and he was um, he was involved with the... Um, the I, I think he was involved in the department that looked for UFOs and things like that. Um, he was... Okay. Yeah, he, he was part of the government's UFO program. And anyway, he came out in uh, July and said, let's see, the exact quote was, um, the government possesses materials from off-world vehicles not made on this earth. That was his exact quote. Yeah, I wasn't even aware that that quote came yeah. out. I, I off-world vehicles not made on this earth. And here's interesting thing about this quote, right? The off world, the vehicles and the maid are the two big keys here, right? Because he's basically straight up saying there is vehicles that were made by some alien that we are in possession of. Right. Think about the implications of that. (laughs) Well, he's pretty much saying it. See, he's he's saying it. I know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, see, I and this is why I think mass hysteria would ensue because I'm already just like, okay, <laughs> I think, I think it would be hysterical. Right? I'm still not convinced it would be mass hysteria, but definitely hysteria. No, at you would be, no, you would be in your shop, hold up, just like, okay, no, I, well, I, no, I would not. I'm telling you, I would not. Now, now listen, if, if it was an alien invasion, okay, that's different. We're we're just no, talking alien confirmation. Okay. Okay. Alien confirmation. That's fine. Uh, People would be so glued to the news that they wouldn't have the ability to do anything else. Really? Yeah. I I just man. I might be one of them. I think I think it would definitely be. Well, Cardin. Here's the thing, though. 
Okay, let's be real. How many people, when the, when the Navy released three videos of actual UFOs and said, these are UFOs, how many people really even blinked an eye? Yeah, I mean, I guess that that is a it, true it point. Barely but... made it. The New York Times did a big write up on it. Nobody talked about it. It it, it wasn't this big deal. And yeah, it, you're right. And I'm telling That's you fair. now, if that had come out in the '50s or something, where people were really in tune with it, but I I honestly right. feel people got so much shit going on, it would be like, oh, okay, just another. Yep, yeah, there's think, 2020 for you. Okay. No, I think this is the real problem. Is that there's so much that is fabricated that's out there anymore that stuff like this nobody cares about because no instantly everybody <laughs> oh, no, no wait a minute you just flip-flopped you went from mass hysteria to nobody cares about it so which is it man no which i'm talking about purely no this is this is in the context purely of the article that just came out okay. about the declassification i think that so many people are flooded with stuff like that all day long that they've just turned it off now, if a if if a UFO flies down to Earth and the green guy comes out and says like take him to your leader, totally different thing. Massive. <laughs> well, okay. So, but stuff like this, I think people are so desensitized to news like this because instantly they ride it off. Everyone is so skeptical because there's so much fake that's happening right yeah, now. I gotcha. So, so um, there was the Israeli defense, yeah, the, the retired Israeli defense minister or something. Something. Yep. And he's 87 years old, but he came out and said, yes, not only is there aliens, but the United States um, has been in uh, coordination with them and we have agreements. And um, the Galactic, Federation, the Galactic right? Federation, yeah, he talked about that. And he also said that on Mars, that United States, the servicemen and the aliens have some kind of a settlement going on. Yeah. Okay. And that's the part where you kind of went, okay, this guy. Went well, I, I read his bio and it's yeah. legit, but it's like, okay, so the guy's 87 years old. He might be slipping a little bit. Maybe. Right. The, you know, the part about the U.S. The knowing about he, the aliens. Though, was at this point, he doesn't care anymore, no, right? I no, mean, that was true. part of his. He said that. That was his point. I've got nothing to lose. Yep, that's you true. Know, I've been through it all. Basically, I'm 87. I've got all my academia. I'm still highly respected. Here's the truth. You know, this can't, this, ha this has no effect on me anymore. Right. I'm going to spill the beans. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to spill the beans. Okay. And that got a little blurb on a couple of little news things and that's it. <laughs> so that was it. Yeah, you're right. It wasn't, I mean, it didn't even compete with Trump's tweets well, or not, something, you know? I was going to say, that's not really fair, though, because that was in the same news cycle as, like, Kim Kardashian doing something. Or, you know, so. Yeah, but I, okay, yeah. That's all out. I'm saying is, I just, I, I don't know. I, oh, I'm, I hate to say it, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, still, I still hold on to the belief that if something significant happens that is undeniable, UFO, people lose their minds. Yeah, I don't, I really, I don't know. I really, so. Well, here's my thing, and this, again, this isn't an original idea, but people that are UFO people have said many times, this is a typical um, desensitization, right? Yeah. The government starts to feed us little clips and little this and that, and oh, by the way, we have materials from UFOs. And they just kind of get us used to the idea that, it, yeah, we have a, we have a whole 
department in the Department of the Defense that is for this and blah, blah, blah. All this stuff that, you know, would be radical. And then all of a sudden it's not. And all of a sudden they go, oh, yeah, by the way, um, we do have a UFO. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and we and couldn't tell is, you because uh, you'd freak out and you'd lose your shit. But but it's okay now because we we've groomed you and we've 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 desensitized you and it's okay now. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. This is the exact cycle that would be used in order to drop something big. Like this is <laughs> a one. Honestly, the one to two years. Here's a little bit of this. Here's a little bit of this. Then all of a sudden, also. <laughs> We have an encampment oh, on Mars. Way, don't buy green bananas because we're getting invaded. So, okay. So, so great, great discussion. So, uh, monkey moment question for the night is. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. So, a UFO lands. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they seem friendly enough, Cardin, and they want you to uh, go with them. Yes. Okay. And let's just say oh. for the, for the concept of discussion, you're going to come back. Okay, so it's not okay. a it's not a say goodbye to everybody you love forever. Would you go with him? How, what's the time frame? How long am I gone? Um, a month. Oh yeah, I'm gone. Really? Yeah, definitely. Okay, I'm gone. I mean, yeah, no I questions I asked. I don't, how could you not? I don't. I don't understand. I don't understand how somebody couldn't. I mean, I honestly, I don't know how somebody would go. Yeah, that, I mean, that'd be cool, but. What know. if you I got back and I mean, so you have to, you have to, okay. So let me get this straight. Now think about this. You're okay. saying, yep, without a question. So, so you are trusting this alien civilization that we know nothing about. They just show right. up, right? Yeah. After being yep. elusive for hundreds of years, thousands of years, they right. show up and you just jump aboard. Yep. You don't think that's a little rash? Actually, okay, okay. I've got a very okay. Here's a very important caveat. Here's here's a question. Okay, do they have mustaches? <laughs> because so help me God, if they have mustaches, no way I'm getting on their space. No, ground. no mustache. I oh, no. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm being. Serious. You know what? I'm gonna go with the. I'm gonna go with the stereotypical alien: large eyes, big forehead. Yeah small okay. fingers or long skinny fingers, mm -hmm. you know, so I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with what all the people that have been abducted have kind of said. Now they communicate with us and say, yeah. you're, you're going to be fine. I'm going to bring you back in a month. That's what they say. Yeah. I think I'd go. Are they taking other people? Was it just straight up me? Am I by myself? Uh, I don't, I, I, you know, you're asking a lot of questions. I, I feel like at this point it's, okay. they land outside okay. your house. There's nobody okay, involved. And nobody else involved nope. at all. It's just you. Wow. It's just you. Just me, but they seem friendly See, enough. That, that, that has a whole different ball game. Yeah, I mean, I think they I'd seem go, friendly I, enough. I think I go. You would, I, yeah. And Jenna's crying, and the kids are crying, and and they're like, "Daddy, don't go, don't don't go, don't get on that spaceship with guys you just met." What if I come back, and then our next podcast that we do, I can tell you all about aliens and other worlds and stuff. What if See, that's what if you come back with no sex organs and no blood? They only do that to cows. Come on. <laughs> and basically, I've been. Uh, <laughs> You'd be a bloodless yeah. eunuch, Cardin. You'd be a bloodless say, eunuch. Yeah, I've been. I've been cut already. Mine are all for show, anyways. So. <laughs> uh, well, I. You know. Okay. Well, what would you do? You'd stay home. <laughs> uh, you know, I. 
I don't know. I, I mean, okay. I I have a I feel like I ha- I've always had a come with us. I I've always had a strong sense of adventure, right? I mean, I I've yes. and but not so much anymore. I'm kind of comfortable. And even though the curiosity, I think I would be more inclined to let How you go. Overcome the curiosity. Nope, not a choice. It's you. <laughs> they go, Blair, it's you or no one. You're the one that we've come for. <sighs> Well, okay, that would be a little disconcerting if they targeted me. I'm like, okay, you, okay, you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they're they're like, you poor suckers. If if I'm you're, the one that you came here, we've got the answers. Come with us. I feel like the, you know personally, I'm going to think they're going to go somebody that's more Einsteinish that they you know that actually could have an intelligent conversation with them. I feel yeah. like they're going to throw a, you know. It would be probably the equivalent of some, some uh, geometry two or algebra two, and I'm I'm gonna be nope. I'm sorry, you need to take me back. Take the you wrong know, guy. Do you have any yeah. drums? We could, you know, are you just musical <laughs> at all? You guys want to get in a band? Yeah. You know, <laughs> can we just have a good conversation? Let's just do an hour of good conversation. Can we do that? Can we uh, listen? Could you mind. fly past Mount Rushmore? I want to see it from the air. Um, that would be awesome. Sure. That would be great. Yeah, they'll kick you out right away. I don't know. Right. You know, I, I don't know. It, it's like, okay, you know, as a, as a quick parallel, have you ever thought, I could handle seeing a ghost? I mean, have you ever thought that? Have you ever thought, you know what? If a ghost showed up, I could handle that. Gosh, I don't know. See, here's the thing, though, is that ghosts have been so distorted, and so has aliens, that instantly you get that pain in your stomach that's like yeah. it's gonna kill me. well what i'm saying but is if you take that away no it freaked me out yeah it would what i'm saying is i've actually that thought that away. to myself that you know what i i think i'm open to an experience with a you know with a ghost and the reality of it is i would flip my shit out i would yeah, lose exactly. it i'd be exactly. i'd be yeah i mean i just no matter how much i think i could handle it yeah. i couldn't handle it no. Yeah, I think you're right. And I'm the ex- 100% the exact no, same. I could. In fact, at one point, I thought I saw a ghost. I was in my living room. I was getting a, a glass of water. Now, at this time, um, there was a window between my living room and the garage <laughs> and the house we were living in. <laughs> I, look I, up, I yeah. look out the garage. I see a woman walk across the garage. I lose my shit. I run into this is so like uh, junior high. Saying this, I run into my bedroom and put myself into the covers and go, Oh my gosh. I'm literally in my head going, I just saw a ghost. I just saw a ghost. And I'm 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 mentally I'm losing it is a this, little bit. You is know? this you as an adult or were you a kid? This is me as an adult. I'm talking like five years ago. Okay. What? I, exactly. Right. Okay. So I'm in my bed. I saw a ghost. I saw a ghost. I saw a ghost. I cannot even comprehend. I hear the toilet flush at the same time. Jenna walks out. She had walked behind me as I was getting a glass of water to go into the bathroom. I caught her reflection in the, in the glass window. I thought she was walking in the garage because you know how some of that happens, you know. Did you know she was I, home at the time? No. I mean, I knew she was home, but I thought she was in bed. I had no idea she had walked to the bathroom. No idea. In fact, when I'm in bed, like losing my mind, I think she's laying next. Okay, to me. so so here's the deal. You just you just said you okay. If you were given the test, you melted, right? I would have melted. You did melt for sure. Why? Okay, I, did I got a question. Yeah. I got a question. You know, uh, and and I don't know how I would react if I really thought I saw a ghost, but I don't think I would run, jump in bed, and cover myself. I feel like. Yeah, you would. 
I feel like I'm, I'm, I want to be, I want to be like on my feet, you know, ready to go, ready to, you know, ready to get the hell out of there. You know, I got to be mobile. I feel like I get, I think what I was more looking for in my defense, I was more looking for any kind of human contact. I wouldn't be like, be around Jenna to be like, oh my God. Oh, you thought she was in the bed. Yes, exactly. Oh, I was running okay. back to the bed where I thought Jenna was, uh-huh. and I didn't know she had walked behind me. Ghostly. I don't know why she walked That's like crazy. such a ghost. Did you tell her what happened, or did you just go to bed? Yeah, and we laughed to the point of tears. Oh my gosh, she was she was laughing so hard she was crying. Oh, tears. Yeah. Were See, and there you go. I mean that that you 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 gave yourself a mini test and you saw what would happen. And I think that's it. Okay, so just to kind of put an end on this, I I could handle aliens a lot more than I could handle a ghost oh man yeah okay okay that's fair because because here's the deal there is a lot of science that points to aliens being a thing there's right. not a lot of science oh. pointing to ghosts so if, if ghosts right. show up something's right. really freaky something's yeah. that that's there there's you know einstein didn't plan for ghosts oh exactly he's not he doesn't have a theory of ghosts uh-huh. for sure yeah yeah, there, yeah there, there's no equation that figures that out. So, so to me personally, bring on the aliens. Um, keep your ghosts at home. Yeah, I'm I'm the same way. Ghosts still freak me out. In fact, I'm gonna have a little trouble sleeping tonight. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. Well, but that being said, if an alien comes down, I will definitely I will go with them. Well, sure. I when I approach the whole alien thing, I try to keep an open mind and say, you know, okay what yeah. you know what what are the facts here and but again like when i talk to pete um at the end of the day you you hear what people have to say and you either believe it or you don't and then that's that's just it you know yeah, and, and there's a lot and, of people that, that won't even open the door to believing in aliens and ufos and i mean they just don't do it which i think is crazy because how, how can you shut something down that fast but that's that's a topic for a whole nother time it is it is but you know they go no I mean, I, I don't get that. Yeah, but you know how people are. They have blinders and, and comfort yeah. zones, right? Comfort zone. And, and yeah, very true. We very talk true. about a lot of stuff, but okay. Well, uh, gosh, we've already chewed up an hour and 15 minutes, man. That was crazy. As aliens, that's what happens. Well, I hope, uh, you know, I you know, the sad thing about having a conversation like this is we're not really putting anything new out there. Some different stories maybe people haven't heard, but you know, this is things kind of been done to death, but still it is still interesting. And and the new stuff that comes out is still pretty it, it's it's crazy. Yeah, and, it's fine. And I, I think you're right. Over the course of the next five years, we're gonna see some crazy stuff comes out. I here's my thing though. If Trump knows some stuff, you think he would you, you think he would not be trustworthy with that information he would he would blow the lid off of it that's why i don't think the the president's <laughs> read in personally well that's true that's true i don't think i don't be read in either yeah i really don't i don't know man well okay well until next time um i i hope uh, i hope you sleep well tonight and you know we are gonna have to for a future topic we're gonna have to talk about ghosts buddy i can just see uh, it right now you're right yeah we're gonna have to we're gonna have to so, all right, buddy. Well, uh, until next time, uh, always good to talk to you. You too, Blair. Okay. Good night, Carden. Yeah. Good night, Blair. <laughs>